Welcome back. We just beat San Fran. We just beat San Fran. Go Pack Go. Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. My name is Alex Ikestead, your host. Crosby does it again. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers just knocked off the 49ers in San Francisco in heroic fashion. So we have an epic show today. Thanks for joining and let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. And we have a tremendous show for you today, Packers fans. Welcome back. The Green Bay Packers knocked off the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 28 in San Francisco on a last minute Mason Crosby field goal. So we have a great game to recap. We have a positive season now to preview and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining. I'm also joined by my co-host KJ. KJ, how you feeling? Hey, what's going on, Packers fans? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like a million bucks after that win. You know, it it looked a little bleak. 12 was going to have to pull off a miracle. Well, guess what? That's what he does best. We've been calling him Houdini for a little while now, and he just continues to prove he's the magic man. Uh, you know, Mason Crosby, you can't say enough, but but I know the season started week one. To me, it kind of feels like the season started last night. And right now we feel like the, te- the chemistry is clicking. There's so much to be excited about. I can't wait to dive in. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned how it just feels like a fresh start. It feels like that's what the Packers needed. You know, they needed some type of moment to bring the team together and yep. You watch the reaction to when Mason Crosby hit that game-winning 51-yard field goal. So no gimme. You know, 49ers sent the blitz as hard as they could. Mason cold-clutch Crosby just stood in there and drained it. And the whole Packers sideline went nuts, um, rightfully so. And you, you could just see the the positive energy coming out of Rodgers, coming out of just the whole team, the coaching staff. And so, KJ, before diving into the game too deep, just tell me about what you think this win is going to do for this Packers team. Yeah, a win like this brings everybody together. And, you know, things went smooth. Like, there's so many aspects of this win. Like, the fact that the Packers had to go out to California. They haven't really played well out there. There's history out there. You know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's always got a chip against San Fran. Uh, You know, the fact that they went up and kind of were in control of the game and then relinquished the lead last minute, nobody was happy about that. You know, it's like, yes, the Packers may have bounced back, but it feels like everybody in week two, excuse me, it feels like everybody was walking on eggshells those first two weeks. Now everyone's just like, man, this is what we love about football. Rodgers said it after the game. He said, man, football's romantic, isn't it? You got to love it. I forgot what his exact quote was, but it truly was. It was like special. It was a victory. Uh, you know, Packers fans, it was, it was a late night for a lot of you guys tuning in around the world, early mornings, I should say. Um, but everybody watching that game was just over the moon. It, and it was almost like going back to Mason Crosby, never in doubt. You know, you see college kickers. It's tough sometimes. How far can they hit it? Man, the Packers put Mason Crosby on the spot. 
with a hostile, hostile arena around him. <laughs> and he did it multiple times. This guy is just so darn good. He's so darn important to a Super Bowl team. You really can't say enough about him. I mean, co-players of the game have got to be Rodgers and Crosby, hands down. Maybe we can debate that a little bit. But you really can't say enough. A win like this brings people together. They say, excuse me, they say winning cures all. And the Packers have done a lot of winning these last two years, right? So it's masked a few of these maybe below-the-surface uh, issues. But really, at the end of the day, how could you not smile at a victory like that last night? Alex, what do you think, man? You talked about Crosby just doing it all. He also hit a 54-yarder earlier in the game, Packers fans. And that's that's not easy. And to go three for three and the Packers just, you know, kind of get out of this game with a two-point narrow victory, it took Crosby hitting two 50-plus-yard field goals. It took perfection from Rodgers nearly. His final stat line for the day was 23 of 33, 261 yards. He had two touchdowns, zero interceptions, only took one sack. And I think the thing that I really liked about Rodgers' game was that he was getting the ball out quickly. He was Mm -hmm. making quick reads. He was getting it into the hands of Devontae. And Devontae is going to make one or two guys miss almost every time he has the ball in his hands. KJ, talk about that chemistry from Rodgers and Devontae that really got going last night. What did you like there? Well, after the game, they asked Rodgers, like, Rodgers, you you saw 37 seconds on the board. What were you thinking there? He's like, get it to Tay. (laughs) Get it to Tay. And and it it really is that simple. You know, in times of extreme adversity, extreme pressure, you got to go to your strengths, whether it's the Bucks feeding Giannis, whether it's the Packers going straight to their 99 receiver who happens to be one of the best, if not the best route runners in football. You can run him underneath. You can run him over the top. But the bottom line is you got to get it to Tay. And (laughs) And it was payday, baby. It was payday, Tay. You know, the thing I noticed, especially though, zooming out a little bit, Rodgers was slinging it the whole game. The Packers had this young offensive line in there. You know, Elton Jenkins was, was injured. Bakhtiari's out. You know, we lost Corey Lindsley. It was looking bleak on paper. But they did I, Matt LaFleur, exactly. Matt LaFleur tailored the game plan to really keep the Packers on offense. And what I mean by that is they weren't running a conservative game plan. I'm not sure how many uh, you know, Packers fans out there may have witnessed the badge game over the weekend, but a lot of short dink and dunk throws in that game, the Packers, they attacked the 49ers deep, which forced the secondary to play off a little bit, which which gave them room in the box, which gave Aaron Jones room to op- sorry, Aaron Jones room to operate operate and it really kind of nullified the Packers maybe uh, patchwork offensive line this week against one of the best if not the best defensive lines in football it was excellent scheming it was brilliant execution and it resulted in not just a win but a euphoric victory oh yeah it was euphoric Devontae Adams had a couple of just moments you just kind of marvel at where he's dodging defenders just making them look silly out there he's really a class above when he gets the ball in his hands now he he knows he can make people miss consistently and I thought that was huge his his final stat line was 12 receptions 132 yards and one touchdown uh you know he took the majority of the targets he had 18 targets but right behind him cage you you mentioned the deep ball 
How great was it to see MVS get a 47-yard catch? How great was it for Alan Lazard to get a 42-yard catch? I mean, those type of things, they they don't, like, jump off of the box score, but they really make an impact on the rest of the game. Um, And Aaron Jones was able to benefit from that. He didn't have maybe his best game. He didn't have 100 yards, but he put up a 4.3 average. He had 82 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown. And overall, the offense looked good and put up another 30 points. So, Cage, any final thoughts about on the offense and how they played against that premier defense? Yeah, I mean, I want to give a special shout out to Alan Lazard for being such a good blocker all the time. It doesn't show up. We don't give him nearly enough credit. Alan Lazard, if you're listening to this at the top, if you guys are listening to this, Shout to you guys for doing the little things to help the Packers win. We would not have won that game without Alan Lazard throwing some massive blocks in the second half especially. And then in regards to MVS, there was a time when the announcer was like, he led the NFL in yards per catch last season. You know, it just kind of like throwing that in there because like you said, Devontae is so talented. Aaron Jones is so talented. But but when you have a guy like MVS who not only had that season he did a year ago, possesses the 4-3-3 speed, and the size he does, but when you actually connect with him on a deep ball, the entire rest of the game, the 49ers cannot go single coverage on him. You know, you no. have to have a safety help over the top. He's way too fast, and Aaron Rodgers will feast on that. That'll help Devontae, that'll help Lazard, that'll help Aaron Jones, and you know, basically, if you do want to single cover MVS, Rodgers is going to make you pay. So so kind of we're seeing some of these weapons come alive oh, yeah. right before our very eyes in the synergy of a year three Matt LaFleur offense. Um, even Amari Rodgers, we saw him being used as a decoy on a play. That was awesome because that's exactly what we need. You know, you can't even check out on Amari Rodgers because the guy's a speedster. You know, there is going to be a point this season when Amari Rodgers gets the ball and makes us say, wow, I'm excited for the future with that kid. Uh, You know, the offensive line, just want to give him a big shout out once again. Can't really say enough. It was a team effort. Josh Myers anchoring the line as the center as a rookie. We saw Rodgers chewing him out here and there. He was listening like a good rookie should, you know, striving to get better. It would not surprise me if he becomes some one of these Pro Bowl centers in the the coming years. Uh, But really... A.J. Dillon, just to kind of throw the final cap on it, there was a couple plays where he had a run, and he he was stopped. One or two guys stopping him, and he just powered those quads into an extra yard or two. So so I think, um, you know, there was a couple plays where you mentioned Devontae's 18 targets. Rodgers slang the ball exactly where it needed to be. Like like this man is he, – he was completely rusty week one. Week two, you know, he was shaking off the rust. And week three, he's looking like that MVP. MVP again. And, and just like the, the windows he put the ball into, Packers fans, you saw. That it. MVS throw. The oh MVS throw. I mean, even I'm thinking about even those throws like where he would whip the ball up to Devontae on the side. And like, you know, there's a few times it was incomplete. Like if you look at the trajectory oh, of that yeah. ball, it was literally right in the breadbasket. And the 49ers player made a great play. So, you know, the 49ers, they have a darn good defense. Not everybody is going to have that great of a defense. So I think it's really exciting just going forward. Well, what you made me think of is the control. Like last night, I saw pure control in Aaron Rodgers with his ball placement. He was throwing it back shoulder. He was throwing it low if he wanted to. He was like 
he had that precision accuracy where he nets those long range bombs into that net, you know, that they've been flashing all preseason, all training camp. Like Rodgers had that precision on display, just putting the ball in those spots that are almost unguardable, those back shoulder throws that he made vintage with Jordy Nelson. Those were on display with Devontae. And I think, like you said, KJ, We've kind of witnessed Rodgers shake off this rust. And he, he was looking at the reporters, kind of giving them these death stares last night. Kind of like, the bad man's back, baby. <laughs> MBS, MBS said it. Yeah, that was just so funny, Packers fans. If you saw any of that uh, post-game presser, Rodgers was giving these reporters the death stare. It was so funny. Um, you know, he was answering the questions very nicely. Very composed, you know, but the the facial expressions he was giving these reporters was just hilarious. You know, he's like, he's like, yep, I went through a lot of shit to get to this podium up to this point, <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy this moment. But I just want to point out a tweet MVS made after the game. He said, y'all left 12 with time on the clock. Y'all ain't seen his resume. Exactly. 37 seconds. You know, Good. zero timeouts. The Packers, they've always had this problem of timeout management, and you could even say clock management in general. It's been an Achilles heels, you know, whether it's the McCarthy era, whether it's early in the LaFleur era, the growing pains. The Packers had somehow, someway burned all their timeouts. (laughs) So when they actually needed to make this game-winning drive, they had none. I mean, I know I was like, Oh, why did you burn your timeouts? And now look at the, the 37 situation. seconds with no timeouts is even a tall task, like for the bad for man. Anybody. Yeah, for the bad man. And he still did it. You know, I think this is the single greatest comeback I've ever seen. The Packers, uh, the, the single greatest game winning drive, game winning sequence I've ever seen in my time as a Packers fan. And, and that's something to uh, that's maybe something to debate. debate up. Yeah. 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 I could drop that off like Packers right later. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. But, uh, I think that's, you know, we we spend a lot of time on the offense. They did a great job. But the defense really came out early and got helped the Packers get to a 17-0 lead. And that was that was huge because you saw confidence growing in this defense. I saw confidence. It seems to me like Devondre Campbell is kind of emerging as this junk yard dog leader on this defense he had again 12 tackles he again had a fumble recovery so he's he's all over the ball but the secondary was really flying around Jair Alexander got his first pick he also had three pass deflections can't say enough about Eric Stokes the rookie and the job he's doing let's just talk about the secondary cage to, to start off this game because to me the secondary almost seems like they found their next star in Eric Stokes. What, what do you like about him through just the first three games of the season? Well, we actually were keeping an eye on this guy through the draft. You know, he was kind of projected middle rounds, but we saw a lot of reasons for him to rise. And we actually put out a couple uh, tweets saying, hey, keep an eye on this guy, Packers fans. You know, cornerback's kind of a position of need. Um, it's one of those really important Tend to rise on draft along day. With absolutely. You know, the, the foremost positions in football are uh, quarterback, 
offensive line, defensive line, and cornerback. So it's like good teams, if you look at them, they'll have really strong position groups at those four positions. And so we, we were kind of keying in on some of these corners because the Packers are, you know, really looking to win another Super Bowl here. And Eric Stokes was the guy who really just kept standing out. You know, there was the guy from Northwestern. Uh, I think he went to the Browns. There was a couple yep. other guys like J.C. Horn or something like that. Samuel. But really, this this uh, Eric Stokes guy jumped off the page, and here's why. The two things I immediately noticed were, obviously, the track star speed. He can run with anyone. He can run with an MVS. He can run with a DK Metcalf or whoever you need to put him up against. And not only that, but he goes up against NFL speed in the SEC every week. Like, Georgia is one of those programs where Eric Stokes played that has never really gotten over the top, but it's not because of their defense. It's always been because of their offense. And Eric Stokes yeah. basically was was in a was in an NFL defender factory. He came to the NFL. He rose on draft day. He had so much upside. And the thing I'm seeing about him that impresses me even more as he's in the NFL is his ball skills and his Jair like ability to literally blanket a guy. You know, we, we didn't really yeah. see this on the film in in college. No. Like like he had the upside. He had like some really good experience. But nobody, I don't think, saw, thought he would be this good this soon. And, I mean, I'm just going to say it. He's leapfrog Kevin King. He's CB2. He, he, yeah. I mean, you're, I don't want to be too outlandish, but I think he did outplay Jerry Alexander last night. And Packers fans, feel free to, you know, friendly banter. I'm not trying to, not trying to pit them against each other. They're both our guys. Uh, but, but I think <laughs> Eric Stokes stole the show. Alex, anything to add on Eric Stokes? Well, he got, you know, called for a BS pass interference call. And I think so did Jair. And that was uh, something that yeah. the Packers had to overcome, too. Two phantom pass interference calls on deep throws, netting huge yards for the 49ers. Um, but I feel so confident between Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, Jair, and Eric Stokes. I'm really feeling good. And. Then it's like, okay, let's look at the pass rush. And finally, KJ, the pass rush seemed to do, you know, its job. 11 QB hits, three sacks, led by Preston Smith, who had a sack and three QB hits himself. He looked like the big athletic specimen that, you know, he's hard to throw over. He, he like, forces a lot of scary moments when he gets in the backfield for the quarterback. And, uh... Do you want to just maybe what did you like about how without Big Z the, the Packers were still able to generate some pressure on Jimmy? You can't say enough about Rashawn Gary. Honestly, he he was the guy who was work doing was. the work. You know, Kenny yeah. Clark was was being a man child in the trenches. You know, I can't really say the same for the other defensive linemen. You know, I'm not going to name names, but they need they need to step up. You know, they need to help Big Kenny Clark. They need to help the pass rush a little more. Uh, you know, Preston Smith, he did what he could. He played well. You know, we've come to expect some, you know, Preston Smith to be a little bit of an impact player, but he's not really one of these guys who you can ask to consistently get double-digit sacks. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But in, in terms of Big Z being out, this game was a team victory. And, oh, yeah. Big Z, you know, it's hard to really shake the uh, the whole captain Captain scenario. It's it's just like not what the team needed. And man, like, don't bring that stuff back to the locker room. Like, leave that leave that shit at home, frankly. And um, you know, because this is a team, and we got a shared goal of winning a Super Bowl. There's no doubt that the Packers are a better team with Big Z on the field. But as you saw, you know, Big Z 
and Preston Smith are both making upwards of $15 million a year. And Rashawn Gary is making it happen down there. There was like a there was a series where he had like back-to-back plays. There was like twice and three plays where he just blew up the line of scrimmage twice. And you see it. Even the announcers are taking taking note, which not like that's like a super big deal. But, you know, people see Rashawn Gary getting better and better. He's a sponge. He learns. Uh, Preston Smith, you know, he's he's trying to I think he knows that this is a very big year for him. So he's really putting in a lot of effort. Last year, there was a lot of plays where he might have been a step or two away. We mentioned that several times. Well, it looks like he really worked hard in the offseason. So just really happy to see that as well. Um, We need a pass rush. You know, the pass rushers are are one of the most important. Going back to that, uh, I guess, you know, you got to include pass rushers back to that. uh, you know, couple position groups we were talking about earlier. Um, it's much more of a specialized skill, but that's why teams pay a premium for it. It's just so critical. Uh, you put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll make mistakes, as Kenny Clark showed. Yeah, he made that little fumble. Uh, he Jimmy Garoppolo tried to kind of pull the ball back down when he was going to throw it. Fumble, you know, turned into a huge momentum uh, shift in the game. And the Packers, they played a clean game. They had zero turnovers. Um, 49ers had two so you know that it was a team victory as you said now is a great time to jump into good pack bad pack where we kind of get to keep it objective pick something out that was good that the pack a Packers player or the team did um, a little more specific and you know then keep it real and say something that wasn't so good for the Packers and I'm just gonna hit you with my good Packers first cage mm-hmm. and there was this one tackle I just want to highlight and it was by the man, Mason Crosby. So yes. the kickoff return, Packers fans. So Trent Cannon, Trenton Cannon uh, for the 49ers rips off this long kickoff return. You know, it's looking like it's going to be a touchdown, right? You know, he breaks free of the crowd and the only guy left is Mason Crosby. And this is something he has always been so good at is coming through and making that final tackle, whether it's pushing the guy out of the bounds, whether it's, you know, just slowing him down. Crosby is not like J.K. Scott. You know, yeah. maybe you remember that J.K. Scott play where he I just, just going to go after JK. so unathletic where he just could not, you know, even he just, you know, couldn't even put up a resistance Crosby always makes that play and that was a touchdown saving play uh that he made again on top of the field goals he hit that uh so that I just wanted to highlight so Mason Crosby doing it all good pack um KJ what was your good pack you know my good pack is a lot of good pack I really just want to see Mason Crosby's number hung up in Lambeau I really do (laughs) he deserves it. it You know, my first ever regular season Packers game, Packers fans, full disclosure, I've, I've gone to one preseason game in my life, and I've gone to one regular season game. And my, my only regular season game I've ever gone to, and if the Packers ever go, you know, to the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to make that happen. But my only regular season game I've ever gone to was the opener of the 2007 season. And that was when Brett Favre and the Packers went up against Donovan McNabb and the Eagles in Lambeau. And it happened to be Mason Crosby's first game ever. He was a rookie. It was a really, really, really ugly game. I may have told this story before on the Ike Packers podcast, so forgive me. But it was a really ugly game. I think it was like 
10 to 10 at the at the uh you know the final moments like each team had like an ugly touchdown and like each team had like a field goal and really it was like Favre got the Packers within field goal range and we're like okay you know it should be automatic right just all you got to do is make a field goal well Mason Crosby did you know he's a brand new kicker drafted out of Colorado a kid with a big leg no one really knew much about him uh way back you know before there was all this social media uh information overload and he got it done you know he converted that was his first game ever he started it off by single you know not single-handedly but really winning the Packers the game and then just to see him have the career he's had and to really put an exclamation mark on it last night it was special you know it hit me deeper like he started off early in the game he the 49ers defense is tough so for him to get us on the board first you know the Packers play much better when they're in the in front you know they they uh like if the Packers go down big early they don't exactly play great and so just in a hostile California environment where the Packers aren't great you know in the last couple matchups uh Crosby did his job at a supremely high level you know he executed he took care of business and he's not going to be around forever Packers fans you know this guy is kind of we got to enjoy him now I think there's no doubt about it that his jersey needs to be hanging up he's the best kicker in Packers franchise history I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that but Mason Crosby really is my good Packers just to expand on that though that was my individual good pack um you know, I mentioned Alan Lazard's blocking, stuff that doesn't get noticed in the box score. I want to shout out Alan Lazard for that. Uh, but I also want to say the team victory. There's a lot of individualism in sports these days. Not many people seem to care. Not many people seem to acknowledge that individualism is almost like the enemy of team victories. And in order to win a championship, you cannot do it by yourself. You know, Aaron Rodgers has proven this. Uh, he can be the best quarterback in the league, but he needs help. Tom Brady, you know, he can be an amazing quarterback, but he needs help as well. Giannis can be one of the best players in the game of basketball. He needs help. LeBron needs help. You know, you name it. Baseball especially. Uh, It's a team aspect. And that was what the victory was last night. It was a team victory. So I'm really happy to see that. Uh, Just to kind of circle back to what we mentioned in the beginning, this is just really going to help the Packers going forward this year. I think uh, everyone is just in great spirits right now. And, you know, live fast, play loose. Let's do it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Crosby, team victory. He's just one of these guys you root for. Uh, He's had that, you know, career arc where he had his down years. He had a moment where people thought he might be done, you know, like a a season where he just couldn't kick well. And he was mentally probably just off that whole season. And he's, he's been able to turn it around and become darn near automatic. I can't even remember the last Crosby field goal. Uh, you he's know that whiffed, like pretty bad. I can't either. Yeah, no, he, he's always money, and then, like last season, he didn't miss a single field goal. So Mason Crosby just continues to be that steady rock. Flipping to the other side, the bad pack. It's a little tough when it's when it's that great of a win. I'm going to point out the fact that the Packers just kind of went into prevent defense, and um, in the. Not the typical way you would normally see the Dom Capers prevent, <laughs> but going when you're up 17 0, and you know, the 49ers just kind of made this late run and took the lead, that'll make you sick because that's something that 
you know, maybe in the regular season you can come back and have some magic, but you're, you're not always going to have that magic from Rodgers and Crosby. And so you, you would like to see the team kind of really put the clamps down. And once, once you get up 17-0 on Jimmy, you think it would be like Blitz City, you know, make it hard for him. But uh, the 49ers did a good job of getting back into the game, and I thought they did it through physic- their physicality um, with Kittle, uh, with Kyle Juszczyk, uh, their fullback tight end. Yeah, I mean, both of those guys came out and were running guys over. Um, so I thought, you know, the Packers bent. They did not break, as we always say. The defense bent but did not break. But I wouldn't. I would like to see a little bit better management of that lead. Um, KJ, how about you? Do you have any bad Packers? Clock management. I mean, there is no beating around the bush. Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby executed a football miracle, Packers fans. And guess what? If you don't have a 99 receiver like Devontae, it might not even be possible. So it's like... Let's let's work on keeping the timeouts because you never know when you might need them, especially <laughs> exactly. in the playoffs. This this is a Packers team that you know. I'm just going to go and say it. They're heading towards the playoffs again. You know, I don't think that's jinxing them by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's no excuses for this team not to make the playoffs, and, and I think that's a completely reasonable expectation. Uh, but there's going to be some adversity. You know, there's going to be some adversity, and you're going to need timeouts because we've seen it. Every couple of years, we're reminded of it, if not every year. If you give 12 time, you better watch yourself. <laughs> He's going to make you pay, especially if he needs to score, put his team in field goal range. I think uh, that's a great time, KG, to maybe check out what the fans were saying. We, yeah, we fan questions. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who was interacting uh, with Ike Packers. It was a tremendous atmosphere on Twitter last night. Um, Really, really appreciate it. And we just kind of want to, you know, go through and just talk about some of the reactions that people had. Um, KJ, you asked people to describe Mason Crosby in one word. And I'm just going to hit some of the lists. Uh, So (laughs) without reading names, we got clutch, money. We should have went for it right there. Not one word. Hunter said nails. Tiger-esque. Spud says kick. Paul Assassin. says BFF, you know, Noah says goat, goat. badass, <laughs> hash brick, automatic, ice water, Jazz. reliable, Stender says diabolical, <laughs> <laughs> Brett Schillington says guarantee, Agnes says blessing, magical, reliable, infallible, I like that, yep. Dante says sexy. Cool. Mace, Mace says bucket. <laughs> Blake Derrick, big kick energy. <laughs> I feel that. That should almost be a shirt, Blake, Blake Derrick. <laughs> big kick energy. Alex says Hall of Famer. That's wow. A, it's a good debate T- to have. Highlighter says daddy. Pacnav broke the rule But we're going to read it anyway He said, my hero, honestly (laughs) (laughs) I love love these Packers fans There's a lot of ice out there Like A lot of people saying ice Uh, Let's see if there's any other good ones Jeremy, ageless wonder I like that Consistent Someone didn't even... uh, you know, use a word. They just simply put the goat emoji. <laughs> <Not with> you. <laughs> you know, I just well, want to take a side tangent. Is, 
Yeah. Like we're not super in the business of using the word goat because we feel like the term is very overused and we try and keep the word goat to like its actual uh, use case. People deserve it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, maybe like, for example, we've called Rogers the statistical goat. And we've also talked about Brady as, you know, you can't really argue with his rings. Uh, you know, we've talked about Giannis as being the, the greatest foreign born player ever, ever born. Um, for the NBA, but but just to kind of give you some examples, Mason Crosby made us bring out the goat term last night. You know, I always try not to use the goat. Uh, I I can general. You know, we try to keep that for the appropriate moment, but. Crosby justified us using the word goat last night. So I think we saw a little goat magic from Rogers as well. That was yep. uh, definitely yep. goat worthy. Let's actually now see Cage how they described Eric Stokes in one word. So yes, yes. Doctor Cho says Eric Stokes is better than Kevin King in one <laughs> All word. One word. <laughs> Timmy says fast. Matt says promising. Eric says. PBU. Okay. Pass Breakup University. Pass Breakup University. LB says starter. Beast. Potential. Competitive. Terrell Buckley 2.0. <laughs> Baller. Fire. Tenacious. Learning. Future. Ascending. I like that. Paul Johnson. Great, great word. Ascending. Fast. Dave Chambeau says fast. <laughs> WSN got a little... Uh, you know something off his chest he said sullivan is trash and these guys so uh, you know that's why we drafted stokes without putting another player down like we need stokes to to help give us depth there Um, yeah you know kevin king was out uh that's the thing packers fans like look you you can go against a jimmy garoppolo garoppolo type quarterback or trey lance type quarterback who might go through one or two progressions but if you go through a tom brady like you're gonna need three or four or five strong defensive backs and uh, so, so that's, you know, nothing more, nothing less. That's one of the huge reasons why Stokes is such an important part of this team. So, so yeah, like maybe some of the other defensive backs aren't quite as talented, but, uh, you know, they all slot into the plan. So Josh Stark says clamps. I love that one. Jesse Hilden says upgrade. JV McKenna, blanket. Yes. You mentioned Dylan it, Clark. He's almost got that blanket mentality. Baller. JV, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you I just read JV. Agnes says young. He is young. Cassio well, says raw. Bottom line about Eric Stokes is positive. A lot of people are really looking at this guy and saying we got a good one. Um, and it's he's almost competitive. Like yeah, it's almost like when you think back to Jar Alexander as a rookie, you're like, okay, first round pick using a cornerback. Like, can't remember the last time we've done this. And you're like, just praying your guy will will not be a bust, right? And then you start to see Jay Alexander play his rookie year. You're like, wow, this guy can play. Because we had actually but Josh Jackson he's in the competitive. second round, too. Exactly. You know, Jair showed that fire, and Stokes also has that. He's got that mm-hmm. dog in him. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe how well he played. It's uh, it's exciting, you know, because this is something that's going to keep us in Super Bowl contention is having two darn darn good cornerbacks um i want to move on a little bit to a few fan questions we just asked them if they had any questions or topics you know write them in um opinionated lab says what the f is up with the refs should we have kicked the chip shot field goal instead of going for it in the first half 100 percent. you know like the refs like that that was like a boneheaded decision by lafleur i think he got caught up in the moment and we were lucky that it didn't come back to bite us because that would have been 
horrible to go back and have to like call him on. Hopefully he learns from that. You know, it, you can't be up. You got to be up twenty before you're doing something like that. But. Yeah, and, and then as far as the refs, you know, it happens. Just know that we're always going to advocate uh, for for referee justice um, or the justice of fair officiating. That's that's what I want to say uh, at Ike. That's one of our biggest things. You know, even through the Bucks playoff run, we're always advocating to make sure it was a fair fight. Last night, there was several times you're like, huh. That does not look like a pass interference call. That does not look like a roughing the passer call. And then Devontae gets his clock cleaned on that one hit, helmet to helmet. He was down like he wasn't moving. And there's no penalty. So it's like, yeah, the refs were on something last night. Uh, just know we're going to keep we're They were keep on advocating. 49ers back in the game. Let's get them back in the game. That's what they were on. Ben uh, says, why do we go away from our RBs in the second half and throw a seamlessly endless amount of unnecessary deep balls when we're like third and four? Well, you know, we kind of talked about it early. Like the deep balls helped unlock the offense. So I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I, I do want us to convert first downs. But really, as long as the Packers are challenging def- defenses deep, we're going to be successful. The reason, another point I have there, Cage, is that it's been a grind in the run game so far. Aaron Jones long again last night was just 12 yards. A.J. Dillon, six yards. It has been. That, that's kind of when you start getting into third and four, you're not sure if you can get those four yards. Um, it's like there's, not, there's no data telling you to run the ball there. So also... LaFleur's just putting the ball in Rodgers' hands, and you can't can't blame him there on that. C.J. Savalli says, what are your thoughts on Cobb so far? I think he's all right, but I think LaFleur has to mold some plays around him. I don't think he gets enough playtime slash targets every game. I'm fine with that. I don't really need Randall Cobb to get a ton of targets. You know, he's like a pretty old player at this point. I'd rather have Amari Rodgers, MVS, Alan Lazard, Jay Sternberger. Or Sorry, not Jay Sternberger. Robert Tanyan, excuse me. Jay's <laughs> got the us. can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, he's got to figure out himself uh, before he th- comes back to playing football. Um, but, but, you know, Robert Tanyan, Devontae Adams, like there's even Aaron Jones. You know, there's so many guys in the pecking order that I would personally rather go with at, uh, to targets than Randall Cobb. What Randall Cobb's role is is the ultimate chemistry with Rodgers. So if they need to have, like, one play where you need, like, one or two yards, we saw it in week two, uh, that's when you go to him. You know, nothing more, nothing less. You don't need to force-feed Cobb targets because, frankly, he's not that era's exactly. Over. Yeah, it's like that era is kind of in the past, and, and he's here for a specific uh, play, play call. You know, honestly, they, they probably do have a package uh, just for him. Um, Juan Aranda. Juan Aranda says delayed blitz needs to go. The delayed blitz, that's, you know, uh, I'm okay with tr- him trying blitzes, actually, because I think yeah. that it was so so passive, the defensive scheme, the first two weeks, that I was at least happy to see a little creativity from the Packers' defense. Um, yeah. I mean, LaFleur even said, you got to dial up the pressure. We couldn't get any pressure in the first, uh, you know, week and a half. And, and you know, it's just, a, if anything, it's just keeping them guessing. You know, maybe they pull out yeah. the delayed blitz for San Fran. Maybe they get rid of it next week, you know. But it's a good card to have in your back pocket in case you need it because sometimes it does work, you know. Uh, let's see. Bassey says, topic, our O-line deserves more love, and our O-line coach will be an offensive coach next, next year somewhere. I agree. The O-line does deserve more love. You know, Big Elton Jenkins was out. Phenomenal. Bakhtiari was out. Corey Lindsley signed a massive deal. 
a lot of Packers fans are like, who's even on the line right now? Billy Didn't Turner. matter because they got <laughs> they got the job done. So we want to give a massive shout out to the old line, uh, keeping twelve upright. If you give twelve a chance, we've harped on this in podcast. Packers fans, you know this. Even if you give Eli Manning time, he can win games. If you give Aaron Rodgers times, oh, I don't it's even. It's over. Yeah, I mean, like sky's the limit. Uh, Black Hyena says, "Is a defensive coordinator going to get us where we need to be?" Your guess is as good as mine, but last night was encouraging. I agree. Uh, Alex, anything it, to it, add to that? Was, well, my final thoughts are we went into the San Francisco game saying, this is going to tell us what this team is made of. Like, is this Packers team just going to get steamrolled and then be one and two and kind of have these two bad losses? Um, or are they going to come out and surprise people and win? And I don't think any of us could have drawn up a win that monumental for like the momentum of the green bay packers because now going into the steelers game the packers are thinking you know they're they're gonna knock off the steelers there's no question where their mind's at it's on winning a super bowl now all of that noise is gone and that's what this win really did um so defensive coordinator who who, it's not going to be what helps the packers you know win the Super Bowl it's going to be down to the offense look at this offense it's stacked it's got 12 and it's going to take some clutch kicks like from Crosby and some you know some moments some great moments because this team isn't perfect I think uh, we can see that but it has the ability to win the whole thing and I think that's what I want to leave Packers fans with and just say it's encouraging I'm encouraged and uh, I hope you are too, Packers fans. Just want to give a special shout out to all of you tuning in to the podcast. It means a lot. We're in over 90 countries listening to this show. So tell a friend. That's the number one way you can help us grow. And it, you know, it means the world to us. And uh, other ways to help are by subscribing or leaving a five-star review. Um, but Packers fans, thank you again. KJ, any final thoughts for our listeners today? Yeah, Packers fans, thanks for joining us. I feel like the season has kind of been ignited now, and I hope you feel the same way. You know, we see everyone tweeting in the flags, tweeting in their locations, where you guys are watching from. It's a global fan base, and and we're really happy to have you guys and girls riding with us because we have an incredible story that's about to unfold this year. Um, In other news, some exciting news, Ike has actually just signed the very first Ike athlete. So make sure, you, make sure you check out uh, Welcome to Ike to kind of get a little more intel on that. Exciting things are happening with these new opportunities. And, uh, you know, we're going to make sure to get some giveaways for you guys in the near future. So, so stay tuned, Packers fans. In the meantime, check out our other shows, Ike Brewers. The Brewers just clinched playoffs. Uh, they actually just clinched their division. They're looking like they could win a uh, World Series this year. Um, and then there's the Bucks. You know, their season kicks off in, in less than a month. They're looking to repeat. You know, let's get the trifecta. Let's get the trifecta. <laughs> we have so much more to banter about. It's Thanks so much for possible. joining us today. Yep, thank you Packers fans, and until next time, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers Podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time Packers fans, 